Hey everybody, welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live, as always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company. This is uh, their lager, 99 calories, a lighter beer. Honestly, I'm not drinking beer right now. <laughs> uh, my back has been a major issue uh, of late. I actually get to go in for an MRI on Monday and hopefully an epidural injection right after that. Uh, so honestly, I'm just trying to really cut back on everything and, and lose some weight. You know, uh, I lost a bunch of weight, um, last year and, uh, this whole year I kind of backslid and put a bunch of weight back on. And so getting back on keto, which really worked well for me last time and, uh, maybe, uh, cut away from the day drinking a little bit. And so just cutting back. So I got my, my cup of water. Cheers to you all. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, couple people checking in already. Jesse, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, Serge, thanks for joining us from Ottawa. Uh, Serge, is it still really hot up there? Uh, the guys who make the, made the Petawawa trip last week said it was super, super hot, uh, but a beautiful trip, man. Um, Magnus, no, no Wawa Wee Wee with Egoits. It's not happening. Um, Man, a lot of comments here already. <laughs> uh, Magnus, as far as Egowitz goes, oh, there he is. Mag Eg Egowitz is here. Egowitz, did you make the call? Did you make the call? That's all I want to know. Uh, Dave Fowler, thanks for joining us, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. So uh, before we get to the live show, I um, wondered if you guys had seen this. I mean, I just wanted to share this. I, I posted it earlier. I was actually having a lot of trouble with Facebook today. Um, it's not letting me share posts. It uh, There's some Russian dude using my pictures uh, as their profile picture. And I have reported to Facebook like 30 times. And every time they say, uh, there's no issue. So, I mean, I guess apparently you can use anybody's photos for whatever you want. But uh, so it's kind of kind of weird. Um, so that's kind of been my day today is reporting over and over to for Facebook in different ways, trying to get them to pay attention. But so far, uh, some Russian dude has got my face. Um, anyway, like I said, uh, saw this today posted up by our friends at Siegler Reels. And I didn't know if you guys had seen it, but I mean, this is just a sexy looking reel. Look at this thing. This is an SGN done in flat black with uh, black highlights. And this they've done black, flat black with blue and all that. But this all black, I, I, could just, I could just picture this on an all black rod. I mean, just looks cool. Look at that thing. Is that just a cool looking reel? So that flat color is um, the same as on the Jim Salmon signature LGN he did before where he did the flat red. So this is a, a flat black and it just came out really, really good. Um, 
Egowitz, did you make the call? Did you make the call? That's all I want to know. <laughs> My old mother, Russia. <laughs> and yeah, Jess, it, it is a, a absolutely, absolutely beautiful reel. And, you know, we love their stuff. And of course, uh, Siegler reels are all 100% made in America. Um, the only thing that isn't actually is the bearings. Uh, they use Boca bearings, which are imported, but you just can't good, get good um, bearings here in the U.S. But uh, everything else in that reel is made in their shop in Virginia. So uh, just awesome little reels. That SGN, which is, I don't think I have one in here. Um, I've landed huge fish on it. I mean, over 100-pound tuna. I got 140-pound um, halibut on that reel. I mean, just a super powerful little reel. So um, if, you, if you do a lot of saltwater fishing, that lever drag reel is absolutely awesome. Um, i got to set up this other video so we can share it. So anyway, uh, today's episode is part two of our uh, throwback um, Thursday, uh, part two of our trip to Georgia. Uh, this one, we did a mothership trip um, on the Captain Gabby, which was a really cool old shrimp trawler. And we spent a couple of nights on that. And it was just really awesome. Got us way, way back in, into the marshes in Georgia. Um, and then we did a little bit of offshore fishing uh, just off the beach. It was a surf launch um, where we were targeting triple tail, scattered around for those for a while. I've never caught, still have not caught a triple tail. Uh, but we scattered around for a while. Then the wind picked up and the visibility wasn't very good. So really tough to, to find them. Uh, then um, I think I kept looking for them and the other guys went inside and started looking for sharks. And this is all stuff off the top of my head. I have not watched this episode. And again, this was from season two of my show. So uh, quite some time ago. Um, on the trip was Ken Whiting, uh, my producer. Uh, tried to get him to come on the show with us here today, but he is so busy. He just got back from a multi-day paddle trip down the Petawawa River. And of course, he produces not only my show, but Chad Hoover's show. And then he has another show called Facing Waves, which is a paddling show, which is on outside TV. And another one called Epic Trails, which is also on outside TV. So Ken's pretty busy. So trying to get him to come on here again, uh, he, he didn't have time, so... You got, just got me today, and again, I don't really remember a lot about this trip other than, you know, the first part of the trip uh, was in the last episode where we stayed on uh, the little island with the awesome, awesome little house on it, and um, on this one, we jumped over to uh, the Captain Gabby. I know this was one of my very, very first experiences uh, using a popping cork, and um I'm not a fan. <laughs> I know it's one of those things that if you, if you want a way to um, get people on fish, sometimes it definitely works, but I'd rather throw a top water or something like that. Fishing the popping cork was uh, not something I really enjoyed all that much, but uh, I know it's a great technique in a lot of areas. So uh, anyway, with no further ado, why don't we, uh, start this episode. And please, if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, shoot them my way. Let's get her going. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, I'm on the coastal marshes of Georgia with Ken Whiting, Mike Gowan, and Randy Vining. 
we're going to be hitting some of the more remote spots in the area thanks to Captain Gabby, which is an amazing old shrimp trawler that's been converted into a floating kayaker's lodge. Stay tuned, we're about to get our fish on. At the forefront of any sport, you inevitably find someone pushing the limits. While kayak fishing has been exploding in popularity, Jim Sammons has been doing just that. Uh, yeah, look at these. Nice. From the seat of his ocean <laughs> kayak, Jim challenges the world's top game fish and puts his kayak fishing skills to the ultimate test. Never fought a kayak, have you, fish? From freshwater to saltwater, Jim's mission is simple to discover the best fishing destinations in the world and prove that anything is possible from a kayak. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks. Ex Officio, clothing for the adventurous spirit. Scotty, the way to fish. Standard Horizon, nothing takes to the water like Standard Horizon. Maui Jim, eliminate glare, turn up the color. Yakima Rack Systems and Trailers, take it easy. And the Heliconia Press. Cutting Edge Outdoors Media. Last week on the Kayak Fishing Show, Jim got his feet wet for the first time in the coastal marshes of Georgia. Based out of the luxurious Eagle Island Lodge, Jim fought a relentless wind while hunting the big redfish that the area is renowned for. The wind, it doth love us. It likes it so much, it follows us everywhere. After a few days of pounding the weeds, Jim finally got himself a beauty of a big redfish. But now it's time to move on. This week, Jim is taking his hunt for big reds deeper into the marshes aboard the Captain Gabby, captained by Patrick Hagen with his deckhand, Chuck. Well, the, the original idea behind the, the Captain Gabby was uh, to, to open up more inaccessible areas of Georgia to paddlers that would normally be able to get there. So whether it's barrier islands or up some of our, our larger rivers. Uh, we just want to be able to accommodate people overnight and allow them to get to these pristine places that are normally uh, very difficult to access by paddle alone. Jim is joined once again by his old friend Ken Whiting and a local kayak fishing pro, Randy Vining. Randy is a member of Ocean Kayaks Pro Staff and a guide on the flowing rivers of the Appalachian and Blue Ridge regions. Nickname is the River Pirate. Most of my friends know me by either. They call me the Pirate or the River Pirate. Uh, and uh, I always wanted to be a pirate. And uh, like Jimmy Buffett says, I was about 300 years too late. So, Their host and chief guide for the next three days is Mike Gowan, the owner of Southeast Kayak Adventures, 
and one of the most passionate outdoorsmen you'll ever meet. I'm Michael Gowan. I am the co-founder and president of Southeast Adventure Outfitters. Uh, we are a tourism, kayak, fishing, uh, full-service operator of adventures into beautiful coastal Georgia. Now the sport has just gotten out of hand and the using the kayaks to fish out of has just been this tsunami of two industries, the fishing industry and the kayak industry meeting. And I only see it becoming more popular as time becomes harder to come up with. If you only have a couple of hours, you can still launch the kayak, still get in some quality time on the water without spending all the time it takes to use other means. A strong wind has made for tough fishing over the past few days. And so Mike brought out the big guns for the next leg of this adventure. Clem is one of the top anglers in these parts, and no one knows the winding marshes or the fish that live in them better than he does. Stay tuned as the boys head into the fish-filled labyrinth known as Village Creek. Woohoo! Yeah, baby! So there you go. I'm talking with my mic off. I was on mute and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> Thank you, Egoitz. Um, so anyway, what I was saying was, uh, you know, this was my first experience really or early in my experience in fishing for redfish. And uh, so just learning all about that, fishing over oyster beds was pretty new to me. Uh, also, the very first time I've ever been stuck in the mud um, because Although this stuff's tidal, but also the tide is very influenced by the wind and the wind just pushed all the water out. And all of a sudden I had about, I don't know, 20, 50, 20 yards. I mean, that I was in about this much water. So the kayak was kind of floating a little, but really sucked down on it. And I mean, it probably took me a half an hour to get across this mud that I was stuck in. So uh, very, very sticky mud, but a super cool place. You know I, it's it's so different than what I'm used to, you know, fishing here and that I'd always been used to, you know, fishing open waters and that sort of thing uh, here in California to going to places and fishing skinny water. You know, I still only ever do it when I travel, uh, you know, on shoot. So I still don't have a heck of a lot of experience uh, fishing the really skinny water. Uh, a lot of stand up stuff. Of course, this was, uh, you know, early ocean kayak days. Um, and you know, the boats weren't real stand up friendly, you know, on this flat water, it wasn't terrible, but you know, the boats have come such a long way and make it so much easier to, to sight cast and get up and stand and paddle. Uh, and because I don't do that, 
you know, I need a boat that's really stand up friendly. I can't jump on a, you know, an old uh, Scupper Pro or, a, you know, a Trident or something and stand in it very, very uh, successfully. So, um, you know, that with the advent of, of so many of the boats now that, you know, still paddle well, even the Kraken. I mean, I could stand in the Kraken much easier than many of these old boats. So, um, you know, when you talk about having boats like the, uh, the CUDA HD, the, the CUSA HD, you know, the big rig, which is just, you know, such a, a great standing platform. And then of course the, the blue sky, you know, with these boats, you can stand up and dance on. So it, they've come a long way for, uh, with boats that are just great for this super skinny water. Uh, yeah, lots of skinny water in Texas. Um, I have, uh, I've done that a few times with our friend, Jeff Herman. And uh, I mean, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy like in Louisiana, that sight casting. Um, it's, it becomes more of a hunt, you know, as opposed to going out there and trolling open water as such. So just a great time. So anyway, let's, uh, let this thing keep rolling. Yakima and their rack and roll trailer. For more information about the rack and roll trailer, visit www.yakima.com. Last week on the kayak fishing show, Jim Sammons traveled to the saltwater marshes of Georgia's coast in search of his first big redfish from a kayak. But the weather gods had different plans. Hey, this would be a typical kayak fishing show shoot in the rain. And as is proven once again, it rains everywhere in the world at least one day a week. After a few long... So, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I just pause that just for a second because um, I mean, we've, we've been cursed on this show, on our shoots with bad weather. Uh, but there was a period there, I think the whole first year and a half, <laughs> that it rained on every single one of our shoots at least one day, whether it was down in Mexico or anywhere we went, we had at least one, one day of rain. I mean, our, our first uh, East Cape, Southern Baja shoot, we had a hurricane. Um, I mean, like I said, we've really been cursed by weather on this show. <laughs> no doubt about it. Long days of pounding weeds, Jim and the gang decide to change tactics and hit some deeper water. Despite a strong tidal current and muddy water, the gamble paid off and the boys finally found the fish that they were looking for. Shortly after dropping bait, Jim hooked up with the best redfish of the trip. <laughs> Just as Jim was releasing the big red, Ken's reel started screaming. Although not what he was targeting, a very large ray bent his heavy musky rod in half and provided one of the hardest fought battles he'd ever experienced. I just couldn't put enough pressure on it. So I just stopped the line with my thumb on the, uh, on the spool. And it's just too much, too much for the mono. But now the boys are headed to new fishing grounds aboard the Captain Gabby, an old shrimping boat converted into the ultimate kayak adventure tripping vessel. With rooms for six plus the crew, a specially designed kayak loading and unloading winch, and a rooftop deck that provides a magnificent view of the winding marshes, there's simply no better way for a kayak angler to experience the coastal marshes than the Captain Gabby. My name is Patrick Hagen. Um, 
We're uh, off St. Simons Island in Village Creek, and we're on a 1978 42-foot shrimp boat. Uh, I, I guess our primary focus initially was going to be sea kayaking and exploration, uh, but now that the kayak fishing is really taking off locally, uh, that's probably going to be one of our specialties, doing kayaking trips just like this. Um, and of course, we're open to other things as well, you know, whether it's birding trips or just going to goof off at the beach or, you know, whatever. Uh, I've been paddling for a long time. Uh, I've been fishing since before I can remember. So it was just natural to combine the two. Uh, I, I really enjoy the, the stealth of a kayak, uh, the ability to access really out of the way places. Uh, and it's just, it seems to be a bit more stripped down, more pure. You know, you don't have a noisy boat and gas and all this stuff. You just paddle out there and it's up to you. The Gabby pulls anchor and makes its way to the prized fishing grounds known as Village Creek. I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. We get to travel even further down the coast and further out uh, than certainly you could ever paddle to. We'll actually be fishing, uh, as we have this week, places that I personally have never fished just because I can't get my kayak out there to that. While on route, Mike decides to give his buddy Clem a call. Clem is the man in these tight channels of Village Creek, and he promises fish no matter what the weather has in store. Clem, introduce yourself to the camera. Hi, I'm Clement. I'm a alleged fishing guide. That's all I got. Nice. <laughs> and I'm not even drinking. <laughs> Along the way, the crew makes a quick stop to let Ken Whiting do something he's never had the chance to do, to catch a whiting. That was close. The whiting method for catching whiting. Patience. Patience. See? It's all about patience. <laughs> Man, that is a hot-looking fish. Why don't you give me some pliers? Pretty. Look at that beautiful little fin down there. These things all long. Cool looking. Oh! <laughs> oh. oh. Free the whiting. <laughs> Whitings are, are too prized to actually be the best eating in the world. The excitement builds as the team approaches Village Creek, and without delay, they lower their boats from the rooftop deck and head into the backwater maze. It's not long before Clem's promises are made true. Ooh, that sounds like a good And what's kind of funny about the way this trip went, you know, we we always are looking for that adventure to go to places other kayakers can't yeah, get to. Yeah, baby. And we've done that. We've seen some beautiful places and, and stalked some fish in some remote <laughs> areas, but struggled. And, and of course, we, you know, the wind was another factor there that made, probably added to the biggest part of our struggles not getting on the fish in these remote places so we motor back here and i think we're less than a less than half a mile from the launch right near where southeast kayak adventures is is doing their trips out of on the top water either on this uh, ghost walker sabille ghost walker and uh, just coming right through this narrow path here and all right nope. clem just got a fish right out there in the middle so slid past him and uh, just blew up right on it. Hit it once, missed it, hit it again, stuck it. So, very cool. 
An so maybe fish. half a mile from there <laughs> is where we came and ended up catching all our best fish. So you don't necessarily have to go to far remote places. I mean, this is paddling distance. Kayak anglers regularly paddle from there to here. So it's, it's not like we went to a remote area in this spot. This is a regular kayak anglers location and we still got the fish. Like silent stalkers, Ken and Jim moved down the channels in a wall of fishing destruction, a method of fishing that works spectacularly well from kayaks. Well, the Hollywood of this is, it's hard to get a flounder in your kayak because they tend to want to start flapping and flap off right when you pull them out of the water. So we're going to try to get him in there. I told you. on that bad boy. All right. <laughs> Good shower. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. That is so funny. <laughs> oh yeah that's a nice fish <laughs> all right have the uh shrimp underneath the popping cork and uh <laughs> at the same time you said where's your bobber my line starts peeling off <laughs> nice and we'll do the foot lift. So we came up here on the Captain Gabby up to Village Creek. We're moving around a little bit, trying to dodge the wind, and we finally got a morning with no wind. And this is the result. Our buddy Clem there put us on the spot. He said, I guarantee you sit there long enough, you're going to get a fish. Yeah, didn't sit here nearly as long as we thought either. Man, what a pretty fish. There he goes. Whew. That was awesome. On the popping cork. Uh, another flounder. That's two today, which is pretty great. Hey, guys. That's a big flounder, man. About 18. Sometimes impatience and frustration can get the better of you in this sport. Of course, that only makes the victory that much sweeter when it happens. Today, the crew returns to the Gabby elated and full of the happiness of success. Possibly the biggest challenge facing the kayak angler is wind. Nothing can ruin a great day of fishing like paddling all day just to keep yourself close to the fish. So that's what Jim Sammons is looking at in this week's Kayak Fishing Tip, brought to you by Ocean Kayak, makers of the Trident series of fishing kayaks and the Torque featuring a Minn Kota motor. If the forecast is calling for strong winds, you're probably best off leaving your kayak on your car because you're gonna spend 90% of your time fighting the wind and only 10% of the time fishing, if you're lucky. But on days of lighter winds, the wind will be more of a nuisance that you'll have to deal with. And here are some of the most popular ways of doing that. A tool that I always keep on my kayak when going deep water kayak fishing is a drift chute or sea anchor. Like waterborne parachutes, they catch water and really slow down your drift, which lets you fish structure more thoroughly. I personally like to drift sideways to the wind, so I simply clip my drift chute 
to the side of my kayak with about a six foot piece of rope. Now, some guys like to have the drift chute off the front or the back of their boat, so they'll use an anchor trolley, which they can run up and down the side of the kayak. When fishing shallow water, stakeout poles and anchors are most popular. A stakeout pole is simply a pole with a sharp point that gets stuck into the bottom through an anchor trolley ring or even through a scupper hole. Stakeout poles are great when you want to hold position in very shallow water, but anything deeper than a couple of feet and you'll want to use an anchor. Folding anchors are also very popular with kayak anglers because they work on a variety of bottom conditions. You can simply clip the anchor to the side of your kayak or you can use an anchor trolley. Either way, if you like to land your fish on a particular side of your boat, you'll just want to set up your anchor or anchor trolley on the opposite side. Although drift chutes, anchors, and stakeout poles are the three most common methods you'll see for wind, sometimes you'll need to get a little bit more creative. On a recent trip to El Salto in Mexico, wind was a huge issue, and our fix was to tie a length of rope to the back of our kayaks and then tie it to one of the trees that was stuck up from the water. It worked, and we caught a ton of largemouth bass that day despite the heavy winds. A relatively new entrant into the world of kayak fishing is one of the best items for beating the wind, and that's a trolling motor. Earlier this year, we were fishing in the coastal marshes of Georgia, and not only did we have to deal with very strong winds, we had some ripping current to deal with. I was using the new Ocean Kayak Torque, which has an integrated Minn Kota trolling motor, and I couldn't believe how much it helped. I could hold my position and keep on fishing. I also saved a ton of time because I didn't have to worry about deploying or retrieving anchors. It might not be pure kayak fishing, but the torque really let me make the most out of the windy conditions. Well, I hope that helps you out next time you want to go kayak fishing in the wind. Until next time, I'm Jim Sammons, and that's your kayak fishing tip of the week. For the most comprehensive guide to kayak so yeah, that that torque, and I, I doubt they make it anymore. Uh, it was one of the first boats where they actually incorporated a motor into it. And um, as I always said, that, that thing will make you lazy really fast because <clears throat> it was fun. <laughs> no, it, it's not pure kayak fishing, but of course, back then you would catch so much heat for it because everybody was so purist, uh, you know, Pedals were pretty much non-existent, um, and to add a motor to it was just considered heresy. <laughs> but they were fun, and now you know all these tournaments allow motors and everything. So, yeah, kayak fishing has changed a lot over the years, for sure. Kayak fishing. Pick up a copy of the Ultimate Guide to Kayak Fishing at your local outdoor store or at kayakfishingshow.com. When we come back. Mike looks at the weather and sees the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah, Stay tuned yeah. as the crew goes in search of triple tail, bull reds, and sharks in St. Simons. The Kayak Fishing Show is brought to you in part by Ocean Kayak, Ex Officio, Scotty, Maui Jim, Standard Horizon, Yakima, and the Heliconia Press. Turn up the color with Maui Jim. Welcome back to the Kayak Fishing Show with Jim Sammons. This week, Jim and the crew achieved a Georgia slam by catching flounder, redfish, and trout from kayaks while traveling around the coastal marshes aboard the Captain Gabby. Having just experienced success in the legendary Village Creek fishing grounds, their guide, Mike Gowan of Southeast Kayak Adventures, decides the guys need to head to Tybee Island and hunt for triple tail 
a fish that only appears in these waters once a year and can only be caught in the perfect weather conditions. Conditions like they've got today. Well, conditions are great for... I'm going to pause that just for one second. Um, that Captain Gabby, I, I did a search, um, and they still seem to be in operation, and it was very, very cool. So uh, probably worth looking into if you're in that area and you're interested in kind of doing a, a cool, unusual trip. I mean, I didn't call them or anything like that, but they do still have the website up, and it, it looks like they are still running trips, or at least they were before all this uh, COVID stuff. I don't know if they're still able to at the this moment, but uh, anyway, very, very cool operation and uh, well worth taking a look at if you are out in that area. Looking for triple tail. So here we are out here. It's nice and calm. We're getting good patches of sun. It's going to let us see them. They float right up on the surface. Kind of looks like a lid of a white trash can or a bucket. And you just uh, kind of put around in the boat and look for them. Cast a live shrimp way past them, reel it back up to them real slow. There's also a bunch of uh, pogie schools or menhaden out here. And we've seen numerous sharks. This is gonna be ridiculous how many fish are in this net. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. Despite a valiant effort, the wind starts to pick up and the opportunity to catch triple tails slips away. Not to be outdone, the guys focus their attention on catching Atlantic sharks. While drifting along, another kayak angler paddles out from shore. As chance would have it, it's an old friend of Jim's, and what do you know? He's hooked up to something big. Of course, like I said, it is sight fishing. Um, thanks to Maui Jim. For so I'll pause this really quick. Uh, like I said, this was a random encounter. Um, this gentleman who paddled out, uh, Bill, he um, was actually a client of mine on a guided trip down in Mexico. So he he came down on one of our East Cape uh, trips when I was guiding down there. So that was kind of funny to be in Georgia and just randomly run into another client. Back in the day now, but when we were first doing this show, um, we've kind of gone through different waves of how commercial the show has to be. And it's always all based on the demand of what the uh, sponsors are saying. I'm sure you've seen the banners with all the stuff going across the bottom and uh, showing uh, the, the gear we're using. I This segment here, I, I just caught it. And all of a sudden it, it's going to go into a whole segment of um, Maui Jim sunglasses, which are the best sunglasses around. And I still wear them, uh, even though they are no longer a sponsor of my show. But, man, they get a long plug right here. For having us in the right shade so we could actually sight fish. Because without good polarized sunglasses, I mean, it is key for this kind of fishing. Because there's been a lot of times you just take off your glasses and try to look down. And, and you can't see anything. I mean, this water is not clean. And you add that with the reflection of the sun. And you can't see anything without good shades on. And. And with the Maui Jim sunglasses, we get always spot the fish. And I think that's really, really important for, for any kind of fishing. But for, for this fishing, for sight fishing in particular, is to, to have a good pair of sunglasses. That's a nice little shark. You're a great little guy. You're a braver man than I, sir. He's already had his kids, right, Bill? I'm going to let him run, actually, one more time. 
He hasn't won there with him as much as the other guy. I don't want him to. Let's watch two. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Get it out of here. Hey, get it out of here. Don't do that right now. Turn it. Yep. <laughs> What's funny about this is Ken is the biggest chicken ever when it comes to shark or big animals or anything like that. That's nice, right? Rock and roll, baby. I love it. Look at that sucker. You go ahead and release it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Nice. When I'm rigging up a kayak for fishing, the best products that I go for are made by Scotty. And my favorite rod holder they make is the Rodmaster 2. A couple of things that are really nice about it is that it has a gimbal pin that'll hold your rod in place and it can be adjusted to any angle you want. You can also mount it pretty much anywhere that you're comfortable on your kayak. It lifts the reels farther up away from the water, unlike when you use a flush mount rod holder. You can see all of Scotty's great fishing accessories at scotty.com. Scott, Scotty's stuff was good. It was very tough. Close. New fish caught and new friends made in new waters. Georgia once again proves that the lure of kayak fishing is just as much the place and the people as it is the fish. The crew packs up and gets ready to meet with Team Ocean Kayak, who are preparing to rock the Jackson Kayak Fishing Tournament. Tune in next week as Jim meets up with old friends from Texas to fish in the biggest kayak fishing tournament in the world. <laughs> this spitballer, the resident spitballer from Canada, give me, give me monkey shine. Say goodbye, Chuck. Goodbye, Chuck. They say you work hard enough. So there you go. There's the uh, second part of our uh, trip to Georgia. Nothing huge, caught and all that, but it, it, it was sure a. Uh, a fun trip back then and uh, again watching these old ones brings back some some very fun memories I, like i said i don't get to fish with ken almost ever anymore he hasn't been on the show in a very long time because he's so busy with the other shows but uh it was fun fishing with him and randy and like i said the guys from captain gabby and all that it was just a a great place and they certainly have a good fishery we've never been back to georgia um i don't think <laughs> Uh, we've been to North Carolina, South Carolina. I don't think we've been back to Georgia since this this episode. So um, a great place. And, and it just shows there's just so many awesome places to fish, you know, around the world and all over the U.S. and different kind of fishing. And, and that's certainly what I like to do. Filipina Angler says, nice red. Thank you very much. Watching on Kayak Fishing Tales, our um, YouTube channel. And again, these shows are available. We're doing them on uh, Kayak Fishing Tales. We're doing them on our Facebook page and our Facebook group as well. So if you want to make sure you're notified, uh, make sure you subscribe. Uh, join the group uh, page because then you're for sure going to be notified anytime we post. So if you want to enjoy these live shows, uh, please join that group. 
you do, there's a couple questions you have to answer. It's kind of basically a, a filter, keep people from uh, joining that don't belong, but it just ask you a couple questions like what's your favorite kayak or what kayak are you on or what's your favorite fish or something like that. But uh, at least that way you'll be notified. Uh, Maya, thanks for uh, watching. I do appreciate it. So, um, again, every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, Tuesday, the Jackson kayak years, um, Thursdays, the throwback to the ocean kayak years. Uh, we're going to keep them going. You know, I kind of go back and forth on these because obviously we've had some great episodes. We've had some episodes that maybe weren't as exciting, not as much going on. So I, I, I kind of go back and forth in my head. It's like, do I air them all or do I just kind of do the cherry pick the best of them? Um, I like airing them all, but like I said, ones like this where I didn't, wasn't able to get a guest. And, you know, I said it wasn't the most exciting episode that we've ever done, but it was such a cool destination and a, co a cool operation that I've, I just kind of go back to, oh, I'm just going to air them all. So um, unless people start complaining about that, <laughs> that's probably what we're going to continue doing. Uh, Ron, I'm not sure how to say that name. Ronaldson. Hello from Brazil. Thanks for joining us from Brazil. I really appreciate it. Anyway, uh, that's going to wrap her up. If you are going out on the water, please make sure that you're always wearing your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.